0: Good morning, how are you guys doing? So, it's time to get into the news, Africa, I mean, I'm sorry, <clears throat> yeah, Kenya is part of Africa. <clears throat> Kenya has agreed to do the dirty work of Western powers, employ thousand police, a thousand talk about a suicide mission let's get into it on talk radio live in
1: 4k fair use kenya plans to deploy over a thousand police officers to the caribbean nation of haiti to help train and assist the local law enforcement Gangs control around 80 percent of the Haitian capital, and violent crimes such as kidnappings for ransoms, armed robbery, and carjacking are common. Kenya said it is ready to lead a multinational force in Haiti and assist police restore normalcy in the country and protect strategic installations. Haiti has seen compounding humanitarian, political, and security crises, with guns controlling most so of Port-au-Prince. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres and Haitian Prime Minister Ariel Henry have for nearly a year sought international intervention to help support the police, but no country had stepped forward. Kenya is seen as a democratic anchor in East Africa and has participated in peacekeeping operations in its immediate region, including in the Democratic Republic of Congo and Somalia. All
0: right. Okay, you know me, got to get an article up here, that's what I got to do.
1: All
0: right. U.S. wants Kenya to lead a force in Haiti with a thousand police. Watchdogs say they'll export abuse. Nairobi, Kenya, Associated Press. As the U.S. government was considering Kenya to lead the multinational force in Haiti, it was only it was also openly warning Kenyan officers against violent abuses. Now, thousands of those officers might head to Haiti to take on gang warfare. It's a challenging turn for a police force, long long accused by rights watchdogs of killing and torture, including gunning down civilians, during Kenya's COVID-19 curfew. One local group confirmed that officers fatally shot more than 30 people in July all of them in Kenya's poorest neighborhoods during opposition called protests over the rising cost of living. We are saddened by the loss of life and concerned by high levels of violence, including the use of live rounds during those protests, the U.S. said in a joint statement with 11 other nations in mid July. Now, the U.S., as this month's president of the U.N. Security Council, is preparing to put forward a resolution to authorize a mission in Haiti, led by Kenyan police who have relatively little overseas experience in such large numbers and don't speak French, which is used in Haiti." So wh- wh- what was the point of this again? What, what, what's, what's the point of this? I just want to know, what, what's the point of this? Are you just sending these people to die? Because, you know, not only do they have to deal with gangs, they have to deal with civilians who don't want anybody in their business, okay? So I just wanna know whose bright idea was this? Like I said, talk about a suicide mission, all right? Okay, the, 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 the people of Haiti know the terrain, all right? So the gangs don't want you there because they wanna tear things up. And the people, people of Haiti don't want you there because they don't want Western powers in their business or the lap dogs in their business either. So I don't see this as a good idea. You just sent in Kenya, a thousand officers in Kenya. This is not a traditional peacekeeping force the US ambassador to the UN, Linda Thomas Greenfield said Tuesday. For more than nine months, the UN had appealed unsuccessfully for a country to lead an effort to restore order to the poorest nation in the Western hemisphere. Gee, wonder why that is. Could it be that possibly the Western powers that want to help claim to help Haiti, quote unquote, are the same ones that has made it poor ever since their independence. Kenya's interest was announced on Saturday with its foreign minister saying his government has accepted to positively consider leading a force in Haiti and sending a thousand officers to train the Haitian national police, restore normalcy and protect strategic installations. Kenya stands with persons of Africa descent across the world, Alfred Matuo said. Ministry spokesperson didn't respond to a question about the force or what Kenya would receive in return. Oh, you don't wanna answer those questions because nobody does things for free. US Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken on Tuesday, praised Kenya for simply considering to serve a sign of the difficulty in mustering international forces for Haiti. Did Haiti ask for this? Where deadly gang violence has exploded since 2021 assassination of president jovenel moyes and i wonder who assassinated him Hmm. i wonder who assassinated him okay i just want to know could it be western powers because possibly he didn't want to do their bidding hmm not saying he was a good guy after all he did use gangs to intimidate the political opposition to stay in power some organizations that have Long-tracked alleged police conduct in Kenya, are, in Kenya are worried. We had some consultations with Kenya's civil society organizations last week, and there was general consensus that Kenya should not should not be seen to be exporting its abusive police to other parts of the world. Asinu Namwana, Kenya researcher with Human Rights Watch, told the Associated Press, "Kenya's security forces. Why would you send Kenya's Uh, a police force that is known for abuse and corruption to teach other officers how to control the crime in another country. Why would you do that? You're not there to keep the peace. You're there to, you know, oppress these people. That's what's, (laughs) this is an invasion. Kenya's security forces have a years long presence in neighboring Somalia to counter Islamic extremists, a deadly threat that some Kenyans say should keep police at home and troops have been, in, have been in rest of Eastern Congo since last year. Past UN peacekeeping deployments include Sierra Leone. While other African nations, including Rwanda, Ghana, and Egypt have, uh, have, the, have thousands of personnel in the UN peacekeeping missions, Kenya has less than 450, according to the UN data. Just 32 are police officers. The US has a total of 35 personnel in UN peacekeeping missions. I have no knowledge of any complaints raised by the UN during those deployments hence no concern on my end the executive director of the watchdog independent medical legal unit peter kima told the associated press remember the major challenges regarding policing practices in kenya include political interference with police command and independence inadequate political will to reform the institution culture of an interne- internal impunity and criminality and inadequate internal and external accountability. With the Haiti deployment, Kenya police would likely be in charge instead of answering to the UN force commander as in traditional peacekeeping missions. This is bad, it means they could do whatever they want and no one's, they have no one to answer to. Haitian Prime Minister Ariel Henry on Tuesday said, he spoke with Kenyan president, William Ruto to thank Kenyans for the demonstration of fraternity solidarity. Kenya plans to send a task force in the coming weeks to assess the mission's operational requirements. We have to find someone who can help us. One Port-au-Prince pr- resident, Venice Pierce said Wednesday at home, Kenya's police force has received millions of dollars in training and support from the US European Union and other partners in recent years with Washington focusing on promoting police accountability and professionalism. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, man. But last week's Kenyan National Assembly saw a shouted debate along with demands for a moment of silence over police actions during the recent protests. The kind of brutality that has been meted out on innocent and unarmed civilians in the last couple of months has been unprecedented. Minority leader Opio Wanda'i said, those youth that you are killing require jobs, not bullets. Kenya's leading opposition party has, has threatened to gather evidence to submit to the International Criminal Court. In response, Interior Minister Ketu Kandiki said that the police have remained neutral, impartial, and professional. The ministry referred questions about the alleged abuses to the police who haven't responded. Hmm. Wow. Sound like uh, the LA Sheriff Deputy Department. you know? The banditos, the jump out boys, the wayside whiteys, the executioners, very corrupt and very protected. Ruto elected president a year ago, at first raised police, praised police for their conduct during the protest, but later warned officers against extraditional extraditional killings as a public outcry grew. You can read the rest on your own. To me, I just see this as a you know, this is a bad situation waiting to happen. I really see it that way. How it's going. All right. That's how I see how it's going.
2: Hold
0: on a second. So we're going to get into this news story right now. And it is uh, sad, but once again, it it goes to the fact that uh, you can't. Um, you can't be in power, all right? And you you cannot, uh, you cannot be neglecting your kids. There has to be some sort of, uh, checks and balances. There has to be some sort of, uh, how you say, um, discipline at home because if your kids are not disciplined and not watched over they will embarrass you and this is how it is for you know the president of tudera of central african republic this is what he has to deal with with his son i'll show you Here it is very embarrassing very embarrassing to the people of africa and he's in his his son is in russia he thinks he could do that that skinny little twig thinks he could go and punch a man like that try to bully a man in america it would be a different story now, the, according to uh, reports, the son of uh, President Toto of Central Africa travels to Russia without a passport. Here's his reaction after the arrest: "It's deplorable. No Im- immunity could justify such arrogance, such undignified behavior. With an education, you see, it, the thing is, is like uh, you have to put in kids that." No matter if you're poor, no matter if you're middle class, no matter if you're rich, no matter if you're ultra rich, that you still gotta respect rules, and you still you represent me, okay. Um, And if you act a fool, you're gonna deal with me, and you're gonna do, and I'm gonna be extremely harsh with you, okay. I think he needs to spend at least a couple of months um, in a Russian prison to cool off to behave.
2: <inaudible>
0: because he, he you know, Africa needs all the help they can get and they can't tolerate no foolishness from among their own ethnic group.
2: Don't touch me, don't touch me. Okay. Okay. Don't okay. 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 touch me. Okay. 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 okay, don't touch me. Okay, okay. Hey, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Understand?
1: I say don't touch me. I thought you told you, that's it. Это, Это Вы, снимаете? Вы снимаете? позвоните, позвоните да. отцу. Да. В отцу позвоните
3: его.
4: Алло. 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 Алло.
1: Да, да, да. Алло. Да. Ah. C'est le même majeur. Il non mis la chose à la garde. C'est la chose.
2: C'est
1: la
4: chose. C'est la 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 chose. C'est
5: la
4: chose. C'est la A la
0: you see this you see this 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 is disgusting he represents his father that couldn't be me. That couldn't be me. You're not going to embarrass me like this. What? OK. All right. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Now Putin got to step in and he got to make sure this kid, he like, call Look, your boy did this. He hit a woman. Now it's time to like, you just, you need a good five months in a Russian prison, hard labor, hard hard labor. I don't care about no diplomatic immunity. That was wrong. A spoiled entitled brat. She did not deserve that at all. Not at all. Very embarrassing. After all Putin's doing for Africa, all what Africa is doing right now, No oh man. No. Mm -mm. Disrespectful. That boy needs to be dealt with. Little punk. All right. Let's get into this story right here. Have an update on the uh, Obama Chef situation. Unreal, unreal, though. But let's get into it. Let's get into it.
5: Another news story just it, You know, it looks like there were some missing details from that police report, weird. As you guys saw from my other report, it was just released that his death was ruled an accident. And now that that ruling has come out, some new details have come out as well. It looks as if Mr. Tafari Campbell was not only not wearing a life vest and he wasn't attached to his paddleboard, but he wasn't wearing his clothes. Um Just saying that's a little weird. They kept a lot of things in the report, but forgot to mention that one little detail and probably just a few others. So, according to the now public incident report by the Edgartown Police Department, Tafari's clothes were found 16 minutes after the 911 call, but his body was not found until the next day. Huh? So a married man was found naked and we now know that the paddleboarder is an unknown woman we can't know her name for some reason we can't know who it is and she doesn't want to tell her truth because that might clear some things up you know that might make some things make more sense yeah we're not gonna get that we're just gonna get new facts on the fact that he was paddleboarding not with his wife but with a female naked with no life vest on to a man that says he can swim but people are saying he can't swim but he was in eight feet of water so what was really stopping him from getting over to the edge. I don't know. Sounds really sketch to me. But whatever, it's the Obamas. Don't question a thing. They don't do anything wrong. I mean, what's to question? The whole Obama family was on the island. They were there. This is Obama's estate right there. The, the pond is right there. Secret Service is everywhere. They called the police, but they couldn't save him? Secret Service? aren't you a little one step up from the police department but <laughs> you know whatever <laughs> she
0: has a point she has a point I mean what's going on here I mean what 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 is really going on here I mean the story's strange you know calls are not recorded uh what 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 is uh what's going on all right here's something else all right hold on a minute one second go. Fair use, by the way.
3: Five. His death was ruled an accident. Some people assumed he had a medical condition. Maybe he had a heart attack because a lot of young people lately, for whatever reason, are dropping dead from heart attacks. With this medical condition, he fell over on his paddleboard. He went into the water. Maybe he was unconscious and then he drowned. But then that story, really didn't make much sense because the person he was with, this person who is still not identified, only identified as a female, saw him struggling, saw him come up from the water, struggle, and then went right back down. Well, come to find out, that is not the case at all. As the autopsy report does confirm, he had suffered no medical condition, which caused him to fall over and into the pond. His death is now officially ruled an accident submersion in a body of water nowhere does it also state that he was intoxicated they did not find alcohol or drugs in his system believe that this healthy six foot man drowned in eight feet of water which i guess it can happen because he is shorter than eight feet and people do drown but there are a few oddities with this story for one we have to look at the characteristics of a pond even though martha's vineyard is a great pond it's still a pond at the end of the day, and it has all the characteristics of a pond, meaning it does not have swift currents or tides like other body of water. So if you were to fall into a pond, it's pretty much like falling into a pool. You're not gonna be swiftly taken out into deeper waters. So with that being said, and now that we know the characteristics of a pond, you would think that if he did fall over, and let's say maybe he did go to the bottom and some sort of algae grabbed onto his leg, And he couldn't swim up and he was having difficulty staying afloat that when rescuers arrived they would have an easier time finding his body because it's not going to instantly float out into the waters and this is Martha's vineyard we're talking about where the very rich elite and the powerful stay so if 911 were to be called here and an accident is reported I am sure they're gonna be there in a flash so come to find out when rescuers do finally arrive And they bring sonar equipment. They do have sonar equipment in hand. They cannot find his body anywhere. They go to where his paddleboard is located. And the spot where he fell over. And yet, they cannot find Tafari Campbell. Matter of fact, they do not find him until the next day. Around 10 to 11 in the morning. Now, they do eventually find his body in 8 feet of water near the shore. But where he fell over, it was originally reported that it was only 3 feet deep. Martha's vineyard for the most part is anywhere from two to four feet deep. There are parts where it can go up to eight feet. But when this story was initially reported, it was reported that he fell in three feet of water. It was also initially reported when this story broke out that he could not swim at all until videos started to come out that he could indeed swim. Now, some people are saying that he does not have great form, but he still can swim. He can still swim better than most. He may not be an Olympic-style swimmer, but I'm sure he could handle himself falling into three feet of water and a pond at that. With all the oddities and mysteries surrounding this story, big media for once were trying to do their job. They go to the sheriff's office and they ask not only for the police report, but also for audio of the 911 call. Upon asking for this information, they are being told that the police left the call log blank, even for the reason behind the 911 call cannot be found. There is no police report. And also the police are refusing to say who he was with at the time. We still do not know the name of this person. And at first the media were saying that the Obama's were not home during this incident, but come to find out they were indeed in Martha's vineyard. They just were not inside their home. And so with no police report, we are led to believe that this healthy individual fell overboard and drowned in three feet of water that his lungs were filled with water. Now his death and all the suspicions behind it will end up just swept under the rug just like Walter Sheed, the Clinton chef who was hiking in the mountains in 2015 and he ended up drowning in a mountain drainage and it was ultimately ruled just an accident nothing to see here his lungs filled up with water in this mountain drainage that was flowing. Now this does indeed come at a time that Tafari Campbell was writing this tell all book about the Obamas. We don't know what he saw or what he heard or what he was even writing about, but this must have gotten him into some deep trouble. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I do not believe in coincidences, especially when the timing of two events are very suspicious. And what I do find very suspicious is that after Tafari Campbell's death, Obama's love letters from 1982 resurfaces, where he says, I make love to men daily but only in my imagination. Now, no hate on gay people, but I don't know any straight men. Well, well, what do you know? What do you know, man?
0: This this is, <laughs> what can I say, man? What can I say about, you know, you could check the New York Post because it's all put in the New York Post too, the letters. And there was information of Tafari saying about like how uh, Pizzagate is real. So more information coming out that, uh, you know, he may have found out about the truth, about what people have been saying all along about Obama, you know, Michael and I, Michael and I, you know, and no, I'm not a Trump supporter, okay, because Trump is dirty too
3: that imagine making love to men daily and he would write these love letters to not only himself but also to his ex-girlfriend but for some odd reason more than 40 years later even after his presidency these letters just appear out of nowhere and i'm wondering if it's possible that safari campbell had one or more of these letters and he also knew of some other things that he was going to write down in his tell-all book and they did not want it to get out and he was whacked for it and
0: that could possibly be it. Okay. That could possibly be it. I mean, what else could it be? All right. Sad to say, but that's, um, That's basically it, right there. That's the motive, That that's a motive right there and people just don't wanna see it. They don't wanna see the motive. That's all I could say. Why else would a six-foot man somehow drowned in water, okay, eight foot, eight feet of water, and he's a perfect swimmer. What else could be the motive? What else could be that motive for such a situation to happen? All right, had to have had something on him, and he lived with the Obamas, and that information probably, you know, it, it came out. Obama must have gotten sloppy. People are saying you conspiracy theories. Uh, look, what is now thought as conspiracy theories is now thought as conspir- as facts because it's true. It's coming out. Now let's talk about, unfortunately, this situation that happened to a reporter, a female Spanish reporter in Spain. Let's get into that right now. It's an unfortunate situation.
6: Espalda, el hombre intentó. De qué, de la... es... edad,
1: ¿sí? Un segundo que estamos en directo. es que el sonido es malo, pero ¿te, te acaba de tocar el culo. Sí. Es que me, es que no puedo entenderlo. Me pones a ese señor delante, por favor. No. Que le... este tío tonto. Pónme este tío tonto, por favor.
6: Eh, por mucho que quieras intentar preguntarnos de qué canal no somos, de verdad me tienes que tocar el culo. Estoy haciendo un directo y estoy
3: trabajando
0: just touched, he, he did it. He did touch her butt. He did touch her butt. And that was really disrespectful. You know, a lot of men are just, I wouldn't say all, but you have a lot of men out there that are creeps and think they could do that to women. You can't talk to a woman, but you, you want to try and press your luck and get jumped or humiliated by disrespecting a woman. Oh man. A lot of disrespectful creeps out there. All right. But um let's get into the uh, let's get into the uh, article right here talking about the situation. Okay. One second, I have a little situation here. Okay,
2: here we are. Here we are. All right.
0: Right. man arrested after grabbing bottom of Spanish TV reporter live on air. Journalist Isla Balado was reporting in Madrid when a man approached and grabbed her bottom. Journalist Isabel Balado was reporting in Madrid on the case of shopkeepers who were arrested for beating up a thief who tried to rob them. She was in the middle of the live report to the studio when a man approached her from behind and grabbed her butt, asking what program she worked for. isabel sorry to interrupt. Didn't they didn't they touch your butt? Her colleague in the studio asked, Yes, said Ballardo, who turned to the man and asked, As much as you want to ask us which channel we work we work for, do you really have to touch of my butt? At first, the 25-year-old Romanian national laughed and denied he did anything wrong, then apologized and stared at her while reporting the reporter begs him to let her do her job. It's sad, cause in New York City. You know, or any other Western nation, he would have gotten he would have gotten the business. He would have gotten slammed to the floor, and he would have gotten that work. Because this is totally disrespectful, totally disrespectful. Madrid police, alerted by the program itself, arrested the man for a possible offense of sexual assault and took him to the Family and Women's Department of Madrid Police Headquarters. They will now analyze the images and statements from both the man and Balado. Okay. The presenter of the program said live on air this guy's an idiot and asked the cameraman to focus on the man who focused on us so he could see his face he had not moved after the assault and was still standing next to the journalist watching her as she tried to do her job when she left the man returned this time touching her hair the channel has issued a statement saying it rejects any form of harassment or aggression and expressing its support for the reporter after the the absolutely intolerable situation, she suffered. Several employees also spoke out to condemn the assault. You have a lot of men out here, a lot of weak men that refuse to learn how to properly talk to a woman, okay? And um, this is the end result, okay? I don't care what MGTOW tells you. I don't care what Red Pill tells you, okay? You wanna learn how to talk to a woman, just treat them like they're human beings, that's it. And you don't bother them at the workplace, okay? That's it. But unfortunately we live in a sexualized culture where what I'm saying will be looked upon as corny and weird and you're a blue pill simp, no. The fact is what I'm saying is true, and you won't end up like this guy. All right? Who's now being taken into custody and will be possibly going to jail. I don't know how the sentences sentencing goes over there. All right? maybe stuck in with a bunch of dudes. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for him. All right? Okay, next story. How many of you are remember that um that deadly earthquake earthquake in Morocco. I mean remember that. Well, seems to be some information coming out about that unnatural blue lights spotted in sky before deadly Morocco earthquake experts baffled. Strange blue lights were seen lighting up the sky in Morocco just minutes before the devastating 6.8 magnitude tremor struck and geophysicists are baffled. Blue lights flashing above Agadir at the foot of the Atlas Mountains were captured on video by perplexed locals, and the unexplained light unexplained sightings have baffled experts, with some suggesting a UFO or lightning could be to blame. Many people believe the blue lights are a telltale sign that the earthquake was not natural, a natural phenomenon. The wildfires, which recently swept the world, were also preceded by strange lighting in the sky which some investigators have pinned on direct energy weapons, DEW. Another possible explanation may be earthquake, maybe earthquake lights, an unexplained phenomenon believed to take place in time of the extreme seismic stress, but no one knows for sure if the earthquake lights even exist or what causes them. So we're gonna watch this right here. Okay. Oh, I saw it. Yep, saw that blue light right there. Saw that blue light, light right there. Right there. Let, let's rewind that. Let's rewind that. Oh okay. Damn, can't rewind it. Okay, saw it. The Morocco earthquake happening at nighttime, geophysicist Dr. Friedman Freond told the Washington Post, the condition for earthquake lights to be seen by people and may be even recorded by cameras would be relatively high. Daily Mail reports, long believed to be a myth, these unusual lights are thought to take place amid the changes that occur to Earth's magnetic field during an earthquake or volcanic eruption. The lights can take a variety of forms, whether it be a pink sphere of light or four-inch flames above the pavement. The latter was said to have occurred in Italy's historic city of La La Aquila just seconds before the earthquake struck in 2009. Meanwhile, a bright purple globe of light reportedly moved along the sky near the St. Lawrence River in Quebec in 1988, 11 days before the powerful quake. In 2014, Dr. Friedman and his colleagues studied 65 unexplained reports of these lights from as far back as the 1600s. I'm going to check out this video right here. Once more, reports of enigmatic blue lights have surfaced preceding seismic events in the land of Morocco. A similar phenomenon was witnessed earlier this year in Turkey, mere moments prior to the earthquake striking both Turkey and Syria. So, we're going to take a look right now. <laughs>
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. One more time. <laughs> very strange, very, very strange. They found that a uh, that eighty five percent took place near breaks in the Earth's crust, commonly referred to as rifts. Most sightings also took place before or during an earthquake, but rarely ever after. This pattern has led scientists to believe that a built-up of seismic stress is the key driver of earthquake lights. They theorize that activated electric charges in rocks at the crust and noise air molecules as they come to the surface, this reaction is believed to generate the strange lights almost like a battery, but much still remains a mystery. It's one of the very few documented accounts of someone acting on the presence of earthquake lights, said Robert Thorold of Mystery de Resources Naturales of Quebec, who worked on the study. Earthquake lights as a pre-earthquake phenomenon in a combination of other types of parameters that vary prior to seismic activity may one day help forecast the approach of a major earthquake. How many of you heard of HARP? Okay, how many of you have heard of Operation Popeye? Check those out. You guys are interested in a little education for yourself on those particular matters. Moving on, we will be talking about the Biden administration considered plans to force illegal immigrants to stay in Texas. Let's get into that.
7: Week it's time to speak to the author of international bestsellers The War on the West, A Strange Death of Europe, Bloody Sunday, and The Madness of Crowds. Douglas Murray, let's talk actions and consequences. There are a lot of Democrats who are finding out the hard way. The supposedly compassionate, feel good policies they champion have some devastating consequences. Let's start with New York Mayor Eric Adams, who a month before his election was saying, We should protect our immigrants, period. Yes, New York City will remain a sanctuary city under the Adams administration. This is what he's saying now.
2: This issue will destroy New York City.
0: But that's what you wanted to do. You were following Biden's orders.
2: Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month one time we were just in venezuela now we get ecuador now we in russian speaking coming through mexico now we're getting western africa now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into new york city and everyone is saying it's new york city's problem every community in this city is going to be impacted we have a 12 billion-dollar deficit that we're going to have to cut every service in this city.
7: Douglas, he went on there to say that they were going to lose their city. Do you think he's finally worked out that the policies he pushed may have something to do with this mess?
4: It's an extraordinary um, explosion from Mayor Adams uh, because, as you rightly say, Rita... He's pushed precisely the the policies that have led to this. Mayor Adams has actually Mm. been on the relatively more hawkish end of his party uh, on relation to immigration. Yet, as you said, He himself has constantly said that New York should be a sanctuary city. And all the southern governors are doing by sending migrants to New York and relatively small numbers compared to the numbers coming into Texas and Arizona each day, um, all all they're doing is following through on what Mayor Adams himself said, which is that New York must be a sanctuary city, a city for anyone uh, fleeing from anywhere in the world who wants to settle and have a right to be housed. Well, you know, it's quite interesting, isn't it, that if if it is such a doomsday scenario that New York is now in, as Mayor Adams is now saying, I don't understand why he doesn't like the season finale of a series that he's been working on, along with his Democrat uh, colleagues in New York for years.
7: Oh, it's like you said, it is extraordinary because he's still pushing policies that are going to see more illegal immigrants flood across the border, like suggesting that they'd be allowed to work straight away. Uh, Of course, course that's going to be...
0: They're definitely trying to get these illegal immigrants to try and take over New York City. They're trying to get them into police force. You're trying to get them working. You want... They're really trying to get some sort of takeover here. Like I said, most of these illegal immigrants are fighting age. They're men. They're not family men with a wife and children. No, these are, all these men are fighting age, 18 to 35. Something's going on here. I'm telling you, something's going on here. Plus we had these, you know, Chinese spy police stations all in New York city. There's a takeover coming and they're trying to, I'm serious. That's what I think. They're really trying to have some sort of takeover. Like they're having some sort of, uh, Soldiers come over here out under the guise of immigrants. So they're trying to create some sort of chaos that they have. They have to bring in the military for law and order, and they're not going to give up that tyrannical right. That's what I see about this. I really do.
5: Texas on, officially second. appealing a federal judge second. siding with the White House and ordering the floating river barrier be removed by September 15th. The state's governor, <sighs> Boy, Greg Abbott, well, is very-
0: Sorry. Yep. Uh, things are just trying to fall apart on me here. By administration, considering a plan to force migrants to remain in Texas. That's not going to happen. They're going to find a way to get to, to wherever they got to go. The Biden administration is considering forcing migrants who's crossed into the United States illegally to remain in Texas while they wait wait out other asylum screening. You think Greg Abbott is going to put up with that? He's going to do what he did the last time. He's going to ship them to New York or going to ship them to some politician's house that's for um, open borders. Administration officials cite the proposed plan as a way to curb the flow of illegal immigration at the southern border. The Los Angeles Times reported citing three U.S. officials not authorized to discuss the matter. The plan would force migrants to remain in Texas or possibly other border states by tracking their location through GPS monitoring devices such as ankle bracelets. officials told the Times. The migrants would undergo an asylum screening to determine whether they remain can remain in the U.S. official and the U.S. officials have discussed working with local groups to provide housing for the migrants. We have a homeless problem in America, people are homeless due to the pandemic, okay? Why not focus on them and ship these people back? They need to go to work, yet you have minors and illegal migrant children working in factories, losing their lives, okay? We have a trafficking problem, okay, in in, in America, and companies, American, popular American business companies, retail companies, are in on it, <clears throat> Fox News Digital has reached out to the White House, Texas Governor Greg Abbott's office and several immigration agencies. Spokesperson for the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, told Fox News Digital that the Biden administration is committed to expanding safe and orderly pathways for migrants to lawfully enter the United States while imposing consequences to those who fail to use those pathways. Since May, the Department of Homeland Security has removed or returned over 200,000 people to the agency Said. DHS continuously hold policy and operation discussions on how to leverage our authorities to ensure a fair, humane, and effective immigration process that effectively removes those without a law basis, without a lawful basis to stay in the country, the DHS statement said. They've been coming over here um, illegally for how long? The plan would expand upon the family expedited reform management firm. Program which places migrant families under a curfew and GPS monitoring. It applies to those heading to various cities like Baltimore, Washington, Chicago. Great, where gangs are over there and they could end up being pressured to join gangs, or they are from gangs from other countries and they just, you know, family reunion. The potential move comes amid an increase in immigrant encounters at the southern border. Texas has also continued to feud with the federal government, most recently over Abbott's effort to stem the influx of migrants. With floating boys on the Rio Grande. Texas just ruled Wednesday that the boys must be removed no later than September 15th. In addition to the floating barriers, Texas has operated a busing program to transport migrants to so called sanctuary cities like Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, and Los Angeles. Oh, yes, Los Angeles with their gang problem. In an effort to provide relief to border towns. Oh, let's not forget, you know, Governor Castone, who the gang members love him because. They make, he makes prison a revolving door for gang members. Abbott argues that Texas cities have carried the weight of illegal immigration and that sanctuary cities need to begin sharing the burden. (laughs) Uh, He's a joke. Texas has bussed over 35,000 migrants to self-declared sanctuary cities. He wrote Tuesday on X, formerly known as Twitter, over 11,300 to D.C., over 13,300 to New York City, over 6,700 to Chicago, and 2,600 to Philadelphia, over 1,000 to Denver, over 480 to Los Angeles. Many of the targeted cities have become overwhelmed and continue to struggle with providing resources to migrants. Democratic mayors have demanded more support from their states and federal government. Los Angeles leaders recently voted to sue Abbott over the program, and New York Mayor Eric Adams has demanded Biden to expedite the work permitting process for migrants to allow them to support themselves rather than take up city and state resources, housing them in shelters. Again, what about people who have lost their jobs during the pandemic? What about them? We have a whole bunch of homeless people. We got young teenagers who are homeless. Okay, why not focus on them? This is insane. This is absolutely insane. What's going on here? Okay. And I'll tell you what's worse. Guess what Eric Adams wants to do. Guess what Eric Adams wants to do. I'll show you, show you more than I could tell you, fair use here in New York.
6: Mayor Adams warning that city agencies will have to slash their budgets in order to make up for additional expenses to house migrants. All right, Fox
0: 5's Morgan McKay-Jones is now live in the studio. Morgan, how big of an impact are we talking here?
8: Steve and Natasha, this could affect schools, create larger class sizes, increase emergency service wait time. The cuts are also targeting police and firefighters, telling them to cut overtime costs. The union representing NYPD officers sending us a statement a short time ago warning that this will be impossible unless the city hires more officers but the city also announcing a hiring freeze one council member warning today that things could get worse before they get better unless the federal government
0: you think cops are going to put up with this pressure dealing with illegal immigrants and their pay being cut i remember what what time was that what uh back in the two thousand what 2005 2006 that's when, you know, cops, were, it was so bad. Cops were on, uh, was it? I think cops, cops were really poor at that time. You know, you really want cops to go back to, you want to cut their pay, cut their overtime and you want them to deal with this people. You may as well just get out of New York, go to New York state. Well, New York state is a risk. Cause Kathy Hochul has just lost her mind and, um, wants the right to lock you up for even having a, a uh, what? Just a normal cold. So I will say that uh, you better leave New York, leave New York because it's uh, it's about to get rough out here. It really is. The
8: government steps in with a solution
2: Every service in this city is going to be impacted. Mayor
8: Eric Adams announcing sweeping... But
0: this is all your fault, Mr. Adams. Why don't you fix it? Why don't you get rid of all these illegal immigrants and ship them back to where they came from? All right? Because New York City needs to have to have their people, New Yorkers, take care of first
8: budget cuts to make up the billions being spent on migrants. Over the weekend, Adams told city agencies to cut nearly 15 percent from their budgets by next spring. This could mean cuts to after-school programs, less trash pickup, and even reduced library times if there is no additional financial assistance from the federal government. New York City is carrying the weight Mm -hmm. of the national problem.
0: That's amazing. They're <laughs>
8: carrying the weight of a national problem that
0: I created. Whoops, I can't say that. <laughs> but they're carrying a national problem. We got to have these cuts. We got to have these cuts for these illegal immigrants that we don't know where they really come from. You know, Not really tested for diseases, nothing. They could be criminals from other
2: countries with little or no help.
8: More than 110,000 migrants have passed through New York City since last spring, and city officials estimate this could cost New York City taxpayers $12 billion by July 2025. In a letter to city agencies, the Adams administration outlined ways that the city is looking to make these cuts. This includes a hiring freeze, limiting overtime spending in the NYPD, FDNY and other uniformed agencies, putting a hold on any new initiatives and cutting down on any out of town travel. City Council Majority Leader leader Keith Powers says that the council was surprised by this announcement over the weekend and stressed the importance of critical services
0: it's getting harder to to
4: operate a city on a really limited budget so we're still doing our work to figure out how they're going to affect different agencies but obviously all of us concerned about what it means for services
8: adams also made this warning on msnbc over the weekend prices.
4: we're about mm. to
2: potentially have to move women and children to sleep sleep in congregate settings outdoors in tents this is unacceptable this is
0: again this is your problem you allowed this. You listened to Biden. You should have said, you know what, Biden, we're not doing this. No, this is not unacceptable. We're not doing this. But you didn't. You have to hold yourself accountable, Mr. Adams. You really do. All right. But um, it's a little piece of news I wanted to get into right here uh second yeah well i'll probably have to do that i'll have to do that another time that's what i'll do so i'll just get in since i'm already into the local news i'm just going to get into this right here i'll get into the local news right here and that will be the end of This stream for right now. That's what I'll do. We already hit an hour right here. Okay. Fair use
6: that is an innocent walk home from school and then suddenly, without explanation, it turned violent. I have to warn you, we are going to show show you that video, and it's very tough to watch, but the family hopes that you will see it, and perhaps you'll be able to help them locate the woman who they say attacked their young daughter. It's 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 a trauma so fresh. 13-year-old Cassidy Jones has no words, but her tears say it all. According to Cassidy and her mom, Cassidy was with a couple of classmates when she stopped off at a McDonald's in Harbor City on her walk home from school September 6th. But before she could get home safely, an unidentified woman cornered her. A grown
0: woman is fighting a child. You're fighting a 13-year-old
6: in the fast food restaurant and began attacking her. Cassidy says the attack was unprovoked. She says the woman hurled these words at her. What the effort y'all looking at? I fight kids, I fight you, this, this, and that. And you know,
7: I'm-
0: Gotta be a ghetto booger.
7: Like, I'm shocked, cause like I didn't do anything,
6: I don't know you. You're coming at me very aggressive for no reason. Fox 11 exclusively obtained several videos that seem to corroborate Cassidy's version of what happened. The woman, who was much larger than the girl, appears to lunge at Cassidy and drag her to the floor while punching her and pulling her by the hair. Cassidy fights back with her hands and her legs. A crowd watches, yells, but does not help the girl. Cassidy says eventually a man who was with the female who punched her pulled the woman away. The woman got her meal and left
0: could be because uh, um it could be the fact that uh the logical you know we use our, our brains here okay what possible reason could a grown woman be fighting a 13 year old girl and this grown woman has a boyfriend could it be that the boyfriend was she caught her boyfriend looking at this girl inappropriately, okay, and her, the grown woman being so low of self-esteem, instead of leaving that man or embarrassing that man, being like, how dare you be looking at a, at a, at a child? What's wrong with you? It's over. I'm done with you. She decides in her low self-esteem, sunken place, decides to be jealous and fight a 13-year-old, a child. That's what I think, because What would possess a a grown woman to fight a 13 year old? You gotta think about this.
7: Yeah, I was focused on protecting myself because I knew the moment I put my hands down was the moment I was probably gonna get beat to death.
6: So when she caught me, she was screaming and hollering and I'm standing there, I'm like, oh my God, I I don't know what to do. Cassidy's mom called the police and rushed her daughter to the hospital. You can see in these pictures taken right after the attack. Her face was bruised and very swollen. One week later, the bruising is lessened. But Cassidy's heart is hurting that a complete stranger could do this to her, and her mom feels the same. I just couldn't believe that another human being would do this. You know, you, I mean, you just do not beat on, I mean, this is a 13-year-old. WE WATCHED THE VIDEO TOGETHER WHERE NO ONE RUSHED IN TO HELP A DEFENSELESS 13-YEAR-OLD GIRL. PERSONALLY, SHE REALLY USED TO GO TO JAIL. So far, no official comment from McDonald's or from the LAPD. I can confirm for you, though, that the LAPD is investigating. There is also a partial plate, which could be helpful in locating this woman. But one of the things that really hurt me the most in talking to this young girl, she was very, very upset that her classmates who were present did not jump in to help her. And she says that that video has been seen by countless people at the school, her classmates, who she feels are passing it around almost as sport. It adds to the pain all the way around.
0: That just goes to show you don't really have friends. And uh, her friends were Latino. So hate to say it, but there is no black and brown coalition. There is no, you have some Latinos that don't like black people and they will smile on your face while hating your guts You know, I hope there's justice. I hope the person who did this to this 13 year old is caught though. Okay, so that's all I got. And um, this is Hard Talk Radio. Anything you wanna know about this channel is in the description box. If you feel like donating to the Cash App, feel free to donate to the Cash App. Um, You could check me out on Spotify, Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. You could check me out on Rumble, Radical Thoughts, 791. Okay, Um, I'm also on Twitter. Hard talk, uh, hard talk, 79. And that's about it later.